0: Assalamu alaikum. We're here today with another surah, Surah al Allah says, biddeen, ila akhir surah, Until the end of the surah. This surah, to understand its background, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this surah describes the qualities of someone who has neither pleased Allah nor pleased his creation. Um, someone who has neither... Neither worshipped Allah as he deserves to be worshipped, nor has he been of any use to, to Allah's creation and, and this person is really um, as described to be in a very very bad state um, The qualities described in this surah Many of them are qualities that uh, the Quran generally speaking uses them to describe a group of people known as the munafiqun. Uh, now Munafiqoon is, is a term that many people translate as hypocrites uh, munafiqoon, uh, a group of people who, when the Prophet, peace be upon him, and, and the Muslims migrated to Medina, so the second phase of the prophetic message, uh, there were a group of people who were not convinced about Islam, but pretended to be Muslim just to fit in with the community. And, and this is one type of nifaq, one type of hypocrisy, in which they are hiding disbelief. But they're almost worse than the disbelievers because they're pretending to be believers. You know, They're not disbelievers, but kind of like, being obvious, clear about it. They're disbelievers, but putting a fake mask on. So so this is one type of nifaq. Um, another type of nifaq is kind of drawing, drawing from that any form of religious practice where one practices or one kind of pretends to be something they are not. One appears to be something they are not. They try to look a certain way for the sake of certain people. Whereas religion, Islam, is a is a deeply embedded belief that is a connection with Allah, with God Himself, and has not, and and that part of it has nothing to do with, with human beings. So it, it's when that seeps into your practice and it becomes a sort of, um. A mask that we wear, uh, an identity, a type, piece of clothing, something that we we use to please people with, and there's nothing inside it. It's a hollow. Um, so you can read more about Nifaq, about the, this kind of hypocrisy in Suratul Al-Munafiqun There's a chapter in the Quran uh, uh, particularly about this And there's various passages of the Quran that describe it in detail That's not our topic But just to understand the context of the Surah um, Is that the latter part of this Surah It, it talks about, especially, it talk, describes qualities of people of Nifaq um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, mentions in this Surah He starts with al-ladhi yukathibu bid literally have you seen the one who who denies a deen now deen here does not again similar to fatiha surah al-fatihah deen here is not referring to religion but but the day the day the day of judgment rather so the day in which dana ya in which uh, you know which loans are repaid and which people's actions are brought forth and, re- and compensated for and when allah asks the question Ara'ita have you seen the person who denies The resurrection, the day of judgment. Uh, He's not saying it out of genuine curiosity. Allah is saying it here out of what's called in Arabic ta'ajjub, amazement. It's like, you know, imagine, you know, you go to the Olympics, you see someone bolting down the 300 meter sprint. Have you seen how fast that guy runs? Have you seen that guy? I mean, obviously, the people sitting with you have all obviously seen it. But you're just amazed, so you're asking this question. It's similarly, that's the, the, the effect, the literary effect. That person, the person who denies a, a day in which their actions will be judged, accounted for, audited, responded to, that is the person, due to that iman, due to that lack of belief, they push away or they treat harshly the orphan. And is to kind of harshly drag or push. يَوْمَ uh, Allah mentions in the Quran uh, On the Day of Judgment people will be kind of pushed to hellfire uh, in that way فَذَلِكَ الَّذِي الْيَتِيمَ يَدْفَعُ They treat them harshly, they push them away physically So it's not just like physical pushing It's also not giving them their rights You know, uh, you know their parents maybe passed away And you kind of scoop up their inheritance mind. You know, you don't pass it on to them, that's part of pushing them away uh, or a form of uh, treating them harshly and treating them badly And why does, what motivates this person to be that way? And, and why specifically orphans? These are questions for you to think about why is, why is the treatment of orphans, why does Allah specify the treatment of orphans? Why not the treatment of parents, the treatment of friends, the treatment of humans, why orphans? Uh, and, and this is not in the tafsir, this is a tadabbar, this is a reflection why, why did Allah specify orphans? Perhaps. Um, because the orphans are, actually, are, are completely helpless, they don't have guardians, they don't have people to look after them financially, spiritually, uh, emotionally, they don't have parents. And how important a parent is. And you know there's a famous saying of your, your, ki- your character is judged by how you treat those weaker than you. How you treat those who can't help you, who can't serve you, who can't do anything for you, how you treat them is the criteria on which your character will be based. Because everyone can be good to power, uh, can follow authority, follow orders. But when someone comes along who has nothing to offer you, and, and someone who is weak, and someone who is kind of useless, and someone who is unable to protect themselves, uh, how do you deal with them? How do you treat them? Do you trot them? Do you uh, assert your authority on them? Do you wrong them? When you're in the position of authority, that's, about, that's how your character is, is, um, is judged. And so somebody who denies the Day of Judgment is evidently somebody who's going to cut corners. They're going to cut ethical and moral corners, they're going to, um, their sense of what's right and wrong is not the same as one who has a fixed list of things that are right, on, right and wrong given to them by a divine creator. And so, what's the first example Allah gives? Somebody who pushes away, treats harshly, is unjust towards the orphan. وَلَا يَحُضُّ عَلَى طَعَمِ الْمِسْكِينَ هو الحَثِّ such a person would not be would not encourage others to to feed to feed someone who is needy they would they would not want to feed someone who's needy so allah is now moving from their treatment of others to their obsession with wealth and again this is a theme you see quite often in, in some of these shorter surahs these makkan surahs it's out of out of uh, kind of miserliness out of love for wealth hoarding they don't want to give food to, to the miskeen, to the needy. Um, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he chooses, so, now, so these, are, these, these first three are kind of general remarks. And now Allah in the second part of the surah is going to specify the munafiqun, so people we describe, people who are faking their Islam. He's going to specify them and, and certain characteristics that they have that are detrimental, he's going to describe them. So Allah says, lil عَن صَلَاتِهِمْ So, woe be So, so wail we mentioned before in a previous surah Wail is, is a way the Arabs used to kind of condemn something or um, It's also, uh, you know, linguistically it, it's something that you would kind of That person is going to have a bad ending you know, So the translators usually say, woe be to X well, this, is an, this is old English, you know, this is Shakespearean English فَوَيْلٌ um, لِلْمُصَلِّينَ Woe to those hypocrites who pray salah. So this is talking about the hypocrites. And this is why tafsir is important. You need to know who these verses are dealing with and, and directing to. So you don't think that anybody who prays salah is uh, a woe be to them. And now specifically, here's another quality. Allatheena hum an salatihim sahu. They are those who pray salah, yet they are unmindful or they are heedless of their prayer. They are heedless of their prayer, meaning as this kind of being heedless of salah, how, how does it show? What, what are the signs of being heedless of salah? The first one is not praying on time. And the second one is when they do pray, when they eventually do get around to praying, they don't do it properly. They uh, not, Neither the ruku neither they, the length of time they stay, neither the way they pronounce things, the whole thing is a shambles. Um, and the evidence for those two forms of heedlessness in salah that Allah is blaming and Allah is kind of condemning it as a quality these two separate ones is the hadith in Sahih Muslim where Anas ibn Malik radiAllahu anhu says, I heard the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say tilka salatu al-munafiq that is the salah of a hypocrite, he starts to describe it yajlisu yaqubu al-shams, he sits in wait watching the sun hatta idha kanat bayna qarnayya al until when the sun is between the two horns of the shaytaan, meaning it's it's about to set so this is referring to asr salah, the late afternoon prayer. That when the sun is nearly about to set, it's nearly maghrib time. The time is nearly over. He stands and he pecks on the four floor times, uh, floor four times. So it's a very quick salah. It's a very superficial salah. And and how little that he actually remembers Allah in that salah. So this hadith mentions two forms of sahu of being heedless of salah the first one being delaying its time the second one being not actually praying not actually giving attention to the prayer and and praying slowly and praying properly and with contentment and a bit of humility and the third part of this hadith the Prophet mentions what is the goal of salah what is the objective of salah Allah mentions in the Quran Wa li salah is for a higher purpose which is to remember Allah to mention him to connect to him um, so the Prophet says that didn't pray on time, he didn't pray properly, and worse, he didn't even remember Allah in that salah. He completely missed the point. So Allah kind of condemns uh, this group of people. Now why would someone treat Salah in that way? Th- there must be a deeper uh, a deeper disease. Now remember Allah here is describing hypocrites, uh, people who had it in a really extreme manner, they disdain for salah. Then Allah describes them by saying, Allahinahum Yura'un. They are the people that want to be seen. This is a concept called Riya, to, to do an act of worship, to worship Allah, to do something good only because you want to be seen. And in our social media generation, this illness, this disease, this, ten- this, this tendency to want to be seen by others. If a tree falls in a forest doesn't it make a sound, this idea that if people don't know about it, it, it didn't happen. You know, I didn't go and enjoy my dessert unless everyone knows it via Snapchat. I, I didn't, uh, you know, pray salah unless I took a picture sideways of, of me doing dua with, a, you know, light coming in from the window. And, and this whole kind of obnoxious culture of we have to share, people have to know what acts of worship we are, we are doing. I can't read a book unless I take a picture with my green tea next to the book and highlighting Arabic text. This kind of this, this culture of we have to show, we have, others have to see us. And the definition of Riyadh Sheikh Salih al usaimi is um is for a person to kind of show off their deeds show their deeds to others so people can see them and then praise you for those deeds. that's the definition of reality. to want that to want their praise and their sight of you is called ria so allah says the pe- these are people who want they want people to see them praying salah and praise them for it and thank them for it. Um, and then the last ayah of this surah. ويمنعون الْمَعُونَ الماعون uh, essentials. Ma'un refers to essentials. You know essential things that people need in a household. Uh, you know um, things things. Tools used to clean clothes, today's washing machine, um, you know sponges used to to wipe dishes, um, cleaning material, an iron to iron your clothes, things that we consider as essential little appliances, a fridge to store your fru- your food. Obviously, in, in the tafsir material, there's reference to old tools that people would use in their households. Um, you know, bowls, plates, pans, sauces, spoons, you name it, little chargers. Now, the thing is that such necessities are not not everybody owns them. Especially uh, in the time of the Prophet and people would lend each other these kind of basic necessities, especially if you have extra. And lending them doesn't harm you. You lend a spoon, a plate; it doesn't really, you don't really lose out on much, especially if it's going to given, be given back to you. Um, buckets, al-qidru uh, dalu These are the examples that are mentioned in classical literature. Why would they? Why does Allah describe them as people who? Don't share Al Ma'un. They either, you know, one interpretation is they don't give zakah. And the other one is that they don't even share their household essentials. Now, zakah is 2.5% of one's one's wealth. Um, Why would they not share 2.5% of wealth? And why would they not give away a spoon to a neighbor? You know, what is it? What's the disease Allah is pointing to here in their hearts? It's their obsession with this world, an obsession with their belongings, with their materials, the hoarding mentality. And I've got to keep everything, I can't give anything away um, I, I can't give anything, I can't lend anything I can't just The inability to separate yourself from your belongings From your attachments, from your materials um, And the conclusion is Such a person Allah describes them as Someone who denies the Day of Judgment That's a belief um, they, they push away orphans They treat them badly, they're unjust towards them And they they don't. They discourage uh, or they push away the giving of food to to needy people. Uh, they don't pray salah properly nor on time. Um, they do. So they pray salah or they do acts of worship or do deeds in order to be seen by others. So In order to be part of the crew. In order to be to be seen, but not in, in sincerity. And they don't share their essentials with others. They don't share. They don't want to give even two point five percent of their wealth to charity. These are the six traits Allah mentions in this surah. Um, the latter four, the latter four of them, are specific to hypocrites, uh, and those six of them in general are, are. Those six traits in general are traits that we can sit back and think: we all have five percent of some of them. You know, all of us delay salah sometimes. All of us, you know, to some extent, we're not praying salah uh, properly. We're not giving it the effort it deserves. Um, uh, all of us, to some extent, are attached to our items. We're attached. We're consumers. we, we are materialistic to some extent. Um, we, we're constantly looking at the next milestone in life, the next house, the next car, the next uh, thing we can achieve. We're unhappy with what we have, we're dissatisfied, we, you know, we're constantly comparing with others, we want to be seen, doing good things, we want to be seen as part of a group, as part of a society, a masjid, uh, you know, we want to be seen. And so all of us can share, can think about ourselves, go back, and, and I think the point of reflection for all of us is to think about which of these traits reflect in us. And not to hate yourself for those traits. But to think, how can I solve them? And remember the, the first thing mentioned in the surah, that one of the core reasons a person behaves in this way is that they don't really have conviction, certainty of belief in the Day of Judgment. They don't really, really, really believe that they're going to be judged and asked for every action they do. If they did, they would behave in a completely different way. And Allah mentioned this similarly in, in previous surahs as well. If, if you had known, الياقين, as Allah mentions in uh, in, in the, one of the previous surahs we discussed if you knew with certain knowledge you would not have behaved the way you did um, in sort of takathur. so these are certain some thoughts for us to take back and to reflect on and to think about um, and and certainly write something about it or jot a reflection down uh, You know, note down some benefits that you learned and inshallah I will see you tomorrow with the next surah